And welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. Uh, it is good to see all of you gathered here this day. And it is good to know that many of you are worshiping with us online right now. We give thanks for you. As we move into our time of worship, uh, we want to express sympathy to the families of Otis Deason and Ken Davis, who both passed away last week. I ask you to keep those families in your thoughts and prayers. And um, also, I want to remind you that Wednesday activities start back on the 16th. It'll begin with dinner and then followed by studies and the ice cream social at 6.30. Mark your calendars and make plans to attend. Let us pray. God, we give thanks for your holy presence with us. And we just pray that your Holy Spirit come and bless us and renew us in this time of worship. Help us to experience your grace in a powerful way. Amen. And now as we move to our time of worship, we have a special slide presentation from Gift to, to Gadsden.
us remain standing as we say what we believe together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended to heaven, and sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence she shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Take a moment to register the, your attendance in the pew pads at the end of the pew. And also, if you are worshiping with us online, leave a comment so we will know who's out there. Let us pray. God, we're so thankful for all the gifts you've bestowed upon us, for we are richly blessed in your generosity and your love. And out of that generosity, we give back to you, God, praying that you would use these gifts to further your kingdom and share the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is in his name we pray. Amen.
Amen. may be seated. So now we come to our pastoral prayer and blessing of the backpacks. I would invite all students and educators, if you'd like to, to come forward for a special blessing. And as they're coming forward, I want to share with you something that's a little bit different uh, this week and in coming first Sundays at First United Methodist Church. Um, we are inviting our children to stay with us during worship on Communion Sundays. And this is because we believe children are such an important part of our family of faith. And we give thanks for their presence with us and the opportunity for them to worship and us to worship with them. So children sometimes can be, as children are, a little movement a little noise, but as I've said many times before in my ministry, that is the best noise that we can have in the church. That is the noise of life. So children, we're glad you can worship with us. And don't forget to get your backpack tags as you leave today to put on your backpacks. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for these children, these students, these educators, and all those who will be starting a new year in education this coming week. I pray that you would bless them, that you would hold them in your care, that you would protect them, that you would surround them with your grace. God, be with them as they move into this new adventure and give them opportunities to not only experience your love but share your love god bless them bless the backpacks that go with them and may they every time they see the tag may they know that they do not go alone but they go with the grace of our lord and savior jesus christ and a church family who loves them and supports them every day amen Students, be sure to grab your tag as you head back to your seats and grab your backpack as well. You can put it on your backpack. Take it to school with you. And now let us pray together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. 
forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So we have come to the end of a journey in a sermon series called Extraordinary. And we have been looking at Christ's extraordinary presence with us as we journey through times of transition and, and times of messiness, the times of life. And one of the things I hope you noticed about this series is not just a chance to know me and the basics of the faith, but also a reminder of the means of grace, God's presence with us in all circumstances, and Jesus' guidance with us in those circumstances. So I invite you today to take your Bible and turn to the Gospel of Matthew, the 26th chapter, starting at verse 26. Matthew 26, beginning with verse 26. Hear the good news. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. 
the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your word and how through that word we can remember the work of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on our behalf. And God, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The scripture that I just shared is Matthew's account of Jesus's last meal, last supper with the disciples. It is the institution of Holy Communion, or the Last Supper, as, as we call it as, as Christians today. Jesus was in his last night. It was the Passover meal, and he was moving to that time of, of crucifixion. It was the last time that he would be there with his, his disciples to, together, and they were sharing in this holy meal. I'm sure there was a lot of weight on him as he was thinking about the hours ahead. And in that time, as they were gathered for the meal, he created a way to bridge the old and new covenant, a way for us to remember. And in doing so, we have the opportunity to remember in the Lord's Supper today. It was an also an opportunity to share a meal and to show grace to his followers. In the United Methodist Church, we have two sacraments, baptism and Holy Communion. These are sacraments because they are means of grace, God, a way that we experience God's grace in our lives in a real way. Now, they're more than just ritual, more than just bread and juice, but it is a way that Jesus shows up with us and for us in a personal, deep, and meaningful way. It is the experience that, in which we get to know the love of Christ. It is the experience where we get to know deep grace. Now, in the Methodist Church, we talk about grace a lot. We good? It's green. Okay, yeah, there we go. Grace that the microphone came back on. So we talk about grace a lot, but do we define it? What does that really mean? In seminary, I learned that grace could be defined as the unmerited favor of God. That's really not helpful because that's still big theological words. What does it mean for us in real life? What's an example of what grace means for us? Well, here's a real-life example. Say, for instance, that I have a coat and you steal my coat. Justice would be that I, my coat is returned and I press charges and you are prosecuted for being a thief. That would be justice. Mercy would be that my coat was returned and I decided not to press charges. That would be merciful. Grace would be that my coat is, that I do not press charges and you get to keep the coat. That is mercy. I mean, that is grace. That is God's grace in our lives. 
Not only do we receive forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ, but we get to experience more. We experience new life. We experience eternal life. We experience transformation. We are new creations in Christ. And that is God's grace going above and beyond more in our lives. And that's what we are is communicated to us in the gift of Holy Communion in this time of coming to the Lord's table. I've shared with you before that my conversion moment came through Holy Communion. I was a, a student and at Camp Simatonga, and it was Thursday night communion, and it was at that communion I caught a glimpse of God's great love for me and what Jesus did on my behalf. I grew up in church, and I heard hundreds of sermons preached. I grew up in Sunday school, and I heard hundreds of Bible stories shared. And yet there was something so special in that giving of the cup and the sharing of, of the bread, and I knew how much, or I caught a glimpse of how much God loved me, and that changed my life. It changed my life in the way that the words could not. There was something in that sacrament that drew me closer to God. John Wesley, the father of Methodism, believed that communion could be a converting ordinance, which was the case for me, meaning that those who weren't even Christian could know God's love and become a Christian through the sacrament of Holy Communion. We're a little bit different than our sister denominations because we practice something called open communion, which means you don't have to be a member of First United Methodist Church. You don't have to be a member of the United Methodist Church. You don't even have to be a Christian to take communion. All that is required is you seek to be in loving relationship with the Lord and repent of your sins you are welcome at Christ's table. But wasn't it that way in Jesus' last night with his disciples? He welcomed them to his table. They were a varied bunch just like us. You know, we're not homogenous. We come from different places, different spaces, members, non-members, um, those who have it all together and are very close to the Lord, those who are doubting and struggling and their life seems a mess, all of us from different communities, different walks of life, different experiences, we are welcomed at Christ's table just like the disciples. On that last meal with the disciples, there at the table was a varied lot. Those 12 gathered there. Men from rural Galilee, a tax collector who had the favor of, of Rome, a zealot who wanted to overthrow the Roman government. They didn't always get along. They would argue with one another. Who's the greatest? Who's the best? Who's going to have the, the best place in the kingdom of heaven? One who would deny and one who would betray and many who would run away. A very group, but they were all welcome and Christ had them at his table and not only that it was grace because 
he was with them afterwards and he invited them to spread the good news, to spread the message of that grace to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to all the world. They were co-workers with him. He trusted them with that message. And that very group went out to share grace with others. And we are the church today because of them. In the past six weeks, I have come to experience this church as a means of grace. You have welcomed me. You have been kind to my family and me. You've had great patience, and I hope you continue to have great patience. I appreciate your smiles, your generosity, and your welcome. And I hope you appreciate that as well. This is not only a means of grace for me, but I pray that this congregation is a means of grace for you. I hope that this is the place where you can live out God's calling in your life. This is a place where you are changed and transformed and can experience the power and the beauty of the family of faith. Not that we're perfect, because no church is perfect. We're made up of broken, sinful people. But Jesus is here, and he invites us to more. He invites us to community. He invites us to share his grace. He invites us not to keep the good news to ourselves, but to go and share. And he also invites us to come to the table and experience that grace for ourselves. What a beautiful day for us to remember his presence in our lives and the way he brings us together to be Christ's body called First United Methodist Church of Gadsden. Amen. Today we do get to celebrate this through the sacrament of Holy Communion. The liturgy is on the screen before you. If you would join me in the liturgy. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. 
Amen. And now, if you would join with me in the prayer of the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, and gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ and one with each other and one in ministry to all the world. Until Christ comes in final victory, we feast at his heavenly banquet through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. As I shared in this sermon, here at First United Methodist Church, we practice open communion, which means all people who seek to be in loving relationship with the Lord are invited to Christ's table. You may come and be served at the uh, communion rail, and then you will be dismissed as a, as a group together. So the ushers will guide you as you come forward. I would ask those who are leading and serving in worship to come and be served first.
or uh, called to the sacrament of baptism, or if you have a prayer need in your life, I will be available after the service to meet with you and talk with you. And if you would stand for the benediction. And as you're standing, thank you, Ezra. Receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.